Blog Talk Radio. What makes some holiday traditions last while others fade? It's how they make you feel. For over 70 years, the Museum of Science and Industry's spectacular Christmas Around the World and Holidays of Light exhibits have been making people feel the true spirit of the holidays. From the awe of looking up at the four-story grand tree, to the wonder of exploring a twinkling forest of lights, to the togetherness of sharing cultural traditions, MSI will make you feel the holiday glow and make this season one to remember. Visit on select weekends to take pictures with Santa. For a full schedule and to purchase tickets in advance, visit MSIChicago.org. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, and thanks for tuning in to Relationship Wednesdays. I'm Dr. Nefertiti Noel. And I'm Darren Noel. And um, we have not talked to you guys in a number of weeks, but this is the new season for Relationship Wednesdays. The summer is just about over. You know, everybody had their last fling possibly this weekend, and now we're definitely back to talk about all the great things or not so great things that are going on in your relationships and try to help empower you in your relationships to do better, be better, feel better, love better. Absolutely. All the kids are back to school by now. Hopefully everybody had a safe and enjoyable summertime. We're back in a kind of fall schedule is going to get in there. Unofficially summer's over now. Getting back into our routine, and we're going to talk about relationships again. Absolutely. And so just for people, this is your first season tuning in. Let me talk about who I am. My name is Dr. Nefertiti Noel, and I, I um, <laughs> run a thriving private practice. We have a couple locations. We're in Naperville, Illinois, and Chicago, Illinois, and also we are online. Absolutely. And here in the Warm Associates, I focus on uh, career coaching, resume consults, and mock interviews. Absolutely. And we talk about many aspects of relationships, intimate relationships, friendships, work relationships, um, every sort of relationship you can think about. We're talking about those relationships because we really believe that relationships are kind of the basis of, of all that we do. Absolutely. And we're believers that if we can empower your relationships and we can make them better, then you can, again, do better, feel better, love better, be better, and that's what we want for you guys. Absolutely. We're excited to be with you and have an exciting topic for today. All right. So today's topic, because we, we all think about it, is about are you stuck on your ex? Um, and so I'll ask, are you stuck on your ex? So many people fantasize about what it would be like to have a life with their first love. Um, but if you've moved on, should you still be thinking about that? And so and so let's talk about that. If you've moved on to a different relationship, the first love that's that's gone um, and now you're in a new relationship, why are, why are so many people so stuck on their exes, and what do we do um, to get over that and to move on? Absolutely. Doc, I would like to start off with talking about, you know, um, why people get stuck on their exes or why they get stuck on their first love if I can't start there because um, I don't think it's just one or two people, but people think about past relationships, uh, especially very intimate relationships, either physically or emotionally, and they can, you know, mind wander back there. And you may wonder, is that normal? Does everybody do that? Am I the only one? I think that's something we need to talk about, kind of get some get some opinions on and get some facts on. Absolutely. First, let's, let's talk a little bit about why first love, that first person that you experience that intense connection with, um, around and right. why it's so very, very important and why so many people have trouble getting past that relationship. So um, this information today is coming from love.allwomenstalk.com. Again, love.allwomenstalk.com. 
And uh, they started off with, there's not a specific reason why first love is so powerful because it's an accumulation of small details that make it momentous. Um, It's filled with intense and passionate emotions that you think will last forever, Um, which may be the reason why everyone says first love is so hard to forget. However, it makes perfect sense because it's the first time you truly love and feel loved by a person outside your family. Even when that relationship is over, it remains a big part of who you are. So in case you're wondering, here are a number of reasons why the first love is so powerful. So before we get into their reasons, there's a couple of things that I want to say clinically. One, one of the main reasons that that first love is so difficult to, to get over is because it's the first time that you've experienced a certain set of powerful, intense um, feelings, and it generally happens during throughout adolescence or during adolescence. It happens somewhere between ninth to 12th grade. So I don't mean that first love that you were in kindergarten together and you pulled her ponytail <laughs> right. or you he gave you his Snickers bar and you knew it was love. I'm talking about when you're going through adolescence, the hormones are raging through your body and you're starting to sort of come alive intimately, that idea that you can have a connection with someone that you're not blood-related to and that that connection can be meaningful and powerful. And if we think back to that age in our lives, 14 through 18 or, or 13 through 17, whatever age you were when you were in high school, you have to remember that everything was super intense at that point of your Absolutely. life. Absolutely. You're trying to figure out who you are as an individual. You're checking out what your interests are with sports, uh, music, um, clubs, dancing for the first time, things of that nature, and this person who you maybe have a relationship with is now joined into that. So you're experiencing those experiences with that person as well. Okay, so that adds another layer onto it. So it's, again, a very emotional time, and once you have that emotional connection, it becomes very, very powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. So I just want you to remember where you were, excuse me, and who you were when you had that first love. And remember that, I mean, even music was intense, what your parents said was intense, what you wore was intense, what you saw on TV was intense. And remember that that intensity, your brain is programmed to remember, so it remembers all of that intensity, and it carries with you throughout throughout the, the life course. So the first thing they talk about is experience feelings for the first time. Okay, this is really when your first time you're again you're talking about these love experiences that that are from a non-family member. So it's the first time it's getting imprinted on you. You know, almost almost any time you see it the first first time you're experiencing something, it puts an impression on you. Okay, and let alone when you have this deep emotions of love or strong like whatever the case may be, it does an impression on you. Okay, they're just gonna leave that. It's the first time you're feeling these sensations. Uh, you may start to become intimate with this person, first base, second base, third base. You know, this is the first time you're feeling these physical emotions sometimes, okay, and that makes an impression on you, and it stays with you. Also, I think going along with the first these feelings for the first time is generally when people are dating for the first time, their friends are, like, super involved in the dating, right? Yep. Wouldn't you say? It's like, oh, he called me, she called me, she texted me, she emailed me. All of those things are going on. And it's the first time that you've got a group of people intrigued by what's happening to you and it's not your parents saying, Susie, you didn't do your homework or Susie, what's your future goal? It's it's somebody just genuinely interested in what's happening for you. And that person is, is, is also again yeah, getting involved in your life as well. That person who you have a relationship with. Okay, they're asking about what your goals, what your dreams are, where you're gonna go to college. You know, they're they're getting you to open up about who you are where you may have never done that before. Because a lot of times with your friends, you or you're hanging out with your guys, hanging out with your girls. You may not get that level of information out or that level of intensity out. 
But now this person is coming into knowing who your inside self is. Whoa, this is emotion. They're trying to find out who I am at the core versus mm-hmm. my exterior facade that I put on. What do you think they are? I mean, your, your are. perception, right. yeah. The next thing is that the memories are powerful, right? And so memories will last forever or they can last forever. And over the years, um, you always remember that first person. You might not remember your first kiss or your first handhold, but you really remember that person that kind of captivated your energy and your brain that's a certain amount of memories dedicated to that, and those memories are kind of free-floating in there waiting for you to recall them. And everybody you date, you kind of compare to, well, this is what it was like when I was with person X. Absolutely, absolutely. And things can trigger those memories, right? So they could be down in, in your memory, then you hear a song that, that, that you guys had a first dance on or you had a special night on, oh, and that triggers that memory to go back to that, that time. Okay? Absolutely. So they can be recalled for different uh, movie you see, a song you hear, a uh, perfume that the person had on, cologne the person had on, that can trigger the memory to come back. Mm-hmm. And it also usually, especially for people over 25 or 30, those memories take you back to your younger self, right? And when right. life was carefree, you didn't have bills, you didn't have a boss to report to. And if you did, it was like, you know, it was like a, a summer job. It wasn't anything they thought you were going to be doing for the rest of your life. And so it takes the memories are are correlated to a different time of your life that you might perceive to have been easier, better. Um, you might have been a better, younger you. Absolutely, absolutely. The next one is all. there's also nothing like your first love, okay? Although uh, the first love really can't be compared to any other love, love, the first love always has a special place in your heart, okay? There's a bond that's made there with that person. A lot of firsts come on with their first love. There's also a first breakup with their first love. So that's another emotional attachment. You know, I had the first breakup, so that gets imprinted on your mind as well. So there's a lot of first that come along. Your first date or major date that you have, uh, if you're going to the prime of that first love, you know, that's a memory that gets printed on there. So a lot of first get printed on there in addition to that individual person. And realize we're using love really loosely. Yeah, We say your first love. I mean, so your first love is not the same as the love of your life. Right. Um, But it's the first time you experience that kind of outside-of-your-body experience. That this person you have, a, you feel a, somewhat a more bond than a, just a normal friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely. We'll say that. The next thing is it sets the, they say criteria and I say archetype. It sets the structure for what you want or don't want in the rest of your relationships. How many times have you met a person, or, or even in my therapy sessions I hear people say, Dr. Noel, I really love this girl, and then she broke my heart. And it changed the way that I thought about women and girls and whether or not they could ever be true. And, and I don't know if I can ever love again after being mistreated that way. Or I don't know if I'll ever find anybody as good as her because she gave me everything. He gave me everything I needed in a relationship. Good point. So that person has some good qualities, okay, and maybe some not-so-good qualities, and probably everybody you're dating thereafter is going to get compared to those. You know, this person had a really – uh, quality I did not care for. Oh, this person has that same quality. Uh, end of discussion. That's, that's a red flag. That person, that new person, off the list because they had that same quality that my first love had that I did not care for. Absolutely. Okay? So you may not even you may not even continue in a new relationship to find out any more about it because they have a red flag up because you got hurt or because that experience was it got in your mind and you know what no matter what this is a, this is a non-discussion you know no more a relationship that person had this particular characteristic in them. Absolutely. It can happen like that. Absolutely. Um, 
it also sort of, if you look at your relationships over the years, you start to see a pattern of the type of person that you like today. And a lot of times they're very similar or the anti-version of who you dated first, the first person that you that you fell in love with. And so if you look at a particular guy, if you line up a picture of, and, and lay down each of the characteristics of the people that he's dated, you're going to find a string of similarities and the same, you know, with the Absolutely. Ladies. And it could be physical characteristics. They all kind of look similar. Uh, they could all be outward going. They could all be all introverts. They could all be uh, artistic. They could all like music. There's some kind of characteristic. Norm is going to fly, uh, flow through all of them. Oh, that's that main characteristic that he happens, he or she happens to care for, and mm-hmm. it's going to be a continuous trait in all the person that uh, ends up dating. Correct. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. The next one you find that is you number five. You'll always be interested in him or her. You always be wondering, well, what happened to that person? Okay. I know they talked about going to a certain college, and they end up going there. They wanted to go to a certain career. I wonder if they did that. You know, you may have spent time with their parents. How was how was Mr. and Mrs. Smith? How was uh, Mr. and Mrs. Jones, you know, I wonder how they're doing, you know. So that person stays on your mind. You just wonder how they end up in life, mm-hmm. okay? And you're kind of curious. Oh, did, did, you know, did they end up in a good place, and in a bad place, so-so? Are they better off? Oh, they did good. And you just uh, sometimes just curiosity. How did that person end up in life? Absolutely. One thing, just a side note, this curiosity and interest is usually when it gets dangerous, right? Okay. Um, I am going to do a Facebook search for my ex and see what happens. Whatever happened to Susie Snowflake? Okay. What happened, whatever happened to Bobby Blue Blood? I, I wonder. I always think about him. And this curiosity, this constant being kind of stuck in those memories, because one of the things we have to realize is that they're memories. That's what it is. Right. You, it's rare, really rare, that you can recreate what you had with your first love. I, I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But now, but you do think it's dangerous to go and find out what happened to them? I do, because what happens for a lot of people is a lot of times you think about your ex, and then you're weak or vulnerable or your relationship has a crack in it, okay. and your ex, especially somebody you dated 14 through 18 or, or 14 through 21, those formative years, knows you at a core level that maybe your current person doesn't know you because maybe they didn't grow up with you. Maybe they don't know what your childhood was like. Maybe you recreated yourself. Right. And they can take you back to that set of emotions, even uh, not even intentionally. You can go backwards to that set of emotions and end up kind of with a problem on your hands of, I still have an attraction to this person, yet I'm with someone else, and how do I honor and respect that relationship right. while still acknowledging that I still have a physical or emotional or, or mental attraction to someone else. You know, I, I would say if somebody is going to try and find their, their first love visit just to find out what happened to them, I would recommend they tell their current spouse or current partner, hey, you know what, I'm going to take a look at, I'm always curious what happened to, you know, Susie Snowflake. I'm going to go take a look, see if I can find on social media, find him on social media, see what happened to him. And then if you do and when you connect with that person, Within the first minute of the conversation, you need to be telling that person, I am married, I'm in a serious relationship. Hey, how are you? Me and my wife live in so-and-so. But I think what's weird is, why am I, Why are you looking up your ex to see how they're doing just to announce that you're married now? I'm just curious about you. That's weird. I, I don't think – I think people are curious. <laughs> it's the same. Why, why is social media so popular? You can hit up with even friends that you haven't been able to connect with in, in years. And you want to know what they had for soup last night, even though you haven't seen them in 20 years. What they have for dinner? What are they doing? What are they wearing? It's just a curiosity of that, that, that their past that you just want to find out about it. And I think there is some curiosity about that first love of, again, 
what happened to them? Because like, sometimes you ended on a good relationship, sometimes you had a bad relationship, you lost communication, so you, you know, moved away, so you really have no idea what happened to them. And you just are they still alive? You know, did they get married? Or, you know, do they have kids now? And you're just curious. So I do think people have that. And, again, if you're going to go that route, I recommend you tell your current partner what you're going to do. And then within the first minute you're having that conversation or emailing or, or communicating on social media, whatever, you let them know that you are in a, a committed relationship, That letting them know that you're not trying to do anything uh, uh, back of a hookup, but it's strictly uh, platonic and you just want to have a quick brief, how are you doing? If you say so. I mean, and I think it also depends on the person. I mean, definitely, I think we both have exes on our Facebook page. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, so I think as long as you, you can bridle yourself right. in that raw emotion because it turns from my first love into something else. Like, if you haven't talked to someone in 20 years, it's not going to still be love, but there's still an emotion there that can be kind of unexplainable, some type of kismet or attraction that could be unexplainable. I, I think you hit it right on the head. It, it, it's not love anymore, but it's, um, I don't know what the right word is. It's a concern. It's like a fondness. It's a fondness. You, know, it's a fondness. you want the person to, you, hopefully they did well, you know, you hope they're okay, you know what I mean? You want them, you don't want anything bad to happen to them, you hope they're okay in life, they made success and everything like that, they're happy, oh, I'm, I'm glad you're happy. Or you hope the opposite because you broke up happy. <laughs> I mean, because that happens too, right? Because with your first love comes your first breakup. Right. And kind of all the drama that ensues after a breakup. Absolutely. And especially these days with social media and digital information being everywhere, breakups are like, you know, when we broke up in high school, they might have wrote it on the bathroom wall, but that's the end of it, right? Right, right. Now a breakup is on Facebook. I now broke up with Bobby, you know, blue blood. Nasty. Right. A lot of hurt feelings. Right. But that doesn't mean that you stop having that strong anger that you may feel, and that you still feel some kind of way. So let's just be cautious that in our curiosity phase we're not reaching out, and, and especially not at a weak point. And so – some things to think about. How just how do you get over a first love? Right. Um, because that's that's a really interesting thing. If we're saying that memories don't die, I mean, unless you have amnesia, and we're saying that these strong emotions and these first connections that got made are so intense and so different than anything else you felt that your your body, your mind is going to have a memory of that. What do we do um, to get over them? So. The first thing, and this is another article that Darren looked up from WikiHow, and I disagree with half the stuff that's in here, but let's go through it anyway. The first one says, cut off all communication with your ex. What do you think? If you are struggling to get over your ex, I think you do need to cut communication Mm -hmm. off. Mm -hmm. You know, cut off, uh, unfriend them, unfollow them, or whatever the case may be. Uh, Delete them out of your phone if you need to do that. Um, Reroute your past that you go if they live in your town. Reroute your past. You know, change uh, workout centers that they go to the same workout center that, that you work out in, and, uh, and and cut that off because that that constant in your face, in your face, in your face. If you're struggling with it, that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. If you can cut all ties, cut all ties. Sometimes you can't. Mm-hmm. I mean, w- when we get older, we talk about first husbands, and and you right, might have right. children with them or. They're running businesses together, so you may not be able to cut off completely. But I do believe that a bit of silence between two people after a breakup is really healthy for both parties. Right. Because it gives both parties a chance to sort of recoup, regenerate. 
get themselves together. You know what I mean? Get yourself ready to sort of be in the atmosphere of the other person or represent yourself to the community as the single guy or the single girl that happens. But a lot of times, and I hear what Darren's saying, maybe stop that workout center, stop this, stop that, if you can. I mean, that would be optimal because some distance gives you a little bit of um, clarity. Yeah, absolutely. The next thing that says, do not hook up at all with your ex. Um, to me, it's like, oh, let's just go out for coffee. And no, I think they mean hook up like sex. Nah, well, I think I'm talking about hook up where let's just catch up. Let's go on a friend date. No, 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 no. It, it, it's over, okay? It, it's over. We're not going to go on any friend dates or things of that nature. Stop all that. It has to stop. Yeah, it has to stop. Otherwise, you continue to breathe those relationships. The more you hang out with somebody and socialize, guess what? A bond becomes, uh, grows there. And if you already had a previous bond, you're just adding on to that. And you're just going to run into problems, in my opinion. You know, some people can, some people can't. But here's the thing. Casual coffee with your ex-lover is not casual coffee. Absolutely. And if, you, if, you, if you're meeting up with your ex, and especially not telling your current person, then you're up to no, no good. Yes. You know, I mean, you know, uh, you know, I grew up in, in New York City, so a lot of my friends are out of town. So I could have friends, male and female, want to come and hang out when they come to Chicago. Guess what? I'm bringing my wife along, right? Just because it's on the up and up, and just to make sure it, it stays that way. Because guess what? You're hanging out it's late night. Somebody may have something to drink. Hey, old times. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So have you have your spouse with you? Yeah, we're gonna head, hang out and catch up. Guess what? Let's bring spouse, bring pictures of the kids. You know, look at all the stuff that's gonna be thrown away if we make this mistake. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that I think really works to get over your ex is when you start reminiscing about your ex and the great times and how the guy you're with now doesn't pay bills, he's mean, he doesn't shave, all those things that make you upset. Mm-hmm. Remember that there was a reason that you broke up with your first love. Absolutely. You know, and so many people, here's one, one big, this is just a side note. So many people try to get closure on a high school relationship or I dated him from high school through college. It was, it was eight years and then we broke up and I, it wouldn't have happened if 9-11 didn't happen. And so if we relive it, then, you know, the bottom line is when it's over, it's over a lot of time. So let me ask you that. That's a good question about closure. Because sometimes people don't get closure from a relationship, right? Mm-hmm. You may or may not necessarily know why you broke up. You know, something just happened. You know, what happened? You know, what what, what really went wrong? It wasn't a really a formal conversation that happened. It just, oh, it was just over. So depending on how you broke up, there may not have been a clear understanding. So a lot of times somebody may want closure to that past relationship, even though they've moved on, but it's a, it's a thing in their mind that is hung up. What actually happened? Can you tell me what actually happened? You know, I'm going to say this. Sometimes you don't get closure. Okay. And sometimes you you don't even want to know why the person broke up with you. Okay. I mean, a lot, and that's really something that a lot of people, especially women, look for closure a whole heck of a lot. Okay. I didn't get a chance to end it. He he went off to the military, and we lost contact, and we just broke up. I wish we right. could have one more conversation. Or hit around the head. Yes. His, his family moved, and um, the numbers changed, because that's generally what happens. Yeah, right, then. right. Or my email changed and my cell phone was off and so all of those things happen. A lot of times you don't really need that much closure. You have to know within yourself that it's over and it's over. And you have to be tough enough to know 
that sometimes there is no answer. It was just over. Like there, there is not always a your breath sank or um, I was cheating on you. Sometimes it's just it lost its spark. Okay. And sometimes, sometimes from a closure to get answers, and sometimes people just I didn't get a chance to say my piece. Right, and I think that's usually what people you know. Do. That's you know, what they I need to say my piece. You know, you need a piece kind of, of broke up. Hung up the phone. We never spoke again. But I didn't get a chance to tell you how I feel. Even this was ten years ago. I never got it off my chest. And mm-hmm. you know what? Let's go off to the coffee or let me call you because guess what? I need to tell you something. Right. A right. ten year old message. And sometimes I don't think those messages are necessary. Like that, a lot of times in therapy, I just say, "Hey, write a write a dear John letter, but don't send it. Get that energy out of yourself because a lot of times we stay hooked up with the ex because we feel like he really cared about me. He only cheated because he felt like he had to. We could now make it work. And a lot of times that that thing that you think is closure is you being a third loser and not being able to move forward. I think that's a great idea because sometimes because sometimes people have to get it out. Write it in a letter. Mm-hmm. You know, write it down. So I'm going to write down what I want to say. Don't send it, but write it down to get it off your chest. But, not, you know, let me clarify. Not a, this is an open letter to my ex on Facebook. Not that no, kind no, of a no, letter. Because, no, no. <laughs> you know, you got to be careful because some Cause, people. Cause half the people, your friends are going to know exactly who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, I remember that. I know exactly who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's not what you want. No. Right? No. Letter to yourself. Get it off your chest. It, again, that's, I think that's a good thing because sometimes you just, you know, I have to get this off my chest. All right. Mm-hmm. Take time, write that letter, get it off your chest, and go ahead and move on. Absolutely. The next thing is realize that just because this relationship is over doesn't mean that you'll not find love again. I mean, I think one of the big things that people do is they spend so much time fantasizing about the past relationship mm-hmm. that you can destroy the relationship that you're in right now. And you definitely don't want to do that. There's some other things. Take care of yourself. Don't try to get through this alone. Be open and honest about how you're feeling. Um I just want to get through these because we have a couple questions. And let yourself cry if you want to. Like, it's okay to feel those emotions. And so take a go online, take a look at the, a couple of the things that we've talked about. If, if this issue is happening for you and you're with someone new but you're still stuck on somebody over, you know, five years ago, ten years ago, four years ago, realize that your mind is building a fantasy about how great it was. If it was that great, it would not have ended. You would still be with them. Absolutely. So there's a couple questions going on. Uh, Darren, the first one was directed towards you. Yeah, the first question was, uh, is it normal to fantasize about your ex? Okay. And uh, I think in terms of remembering your ex, I think that's, that's normal, remembering a good time. Um, you know, oh, I remember, you know, when we had, went out to the beach. I remember we had a good time with that and leaving it there. I think that's normal mm-hmm. because it's part of your memory. It's part of who you are, right? It's part of your experiences. That's, I think that's normal, okay? Just like remembering your friend, hey, we played that game, we won that championship, and you remember that your old friends from high school, your old friends from college, okay? But it, it stops there, right? You don't go now, I'm going to try to relive that old friendship when my friends show up at their house. Hey, buddy, what's going on? I'm here to pick you up. Like, dude, what are you doing here? I ain't seen you in 10 years. It, that part of your life is over. It's okay to have that that memory, sharing it a little bit, but then you move on. So you don't want to try to recreate that and bring that back because that part has moved on. You need to acknowledge that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let me say this. It's not normal to do purposeful fantasizing about your ex. Ooh, Let okay. me say this. If you're in a current relationship and you're thinking about your ex and masturbating or you're thinking about, your, like, oh, when I have sex with you, have sex with your wife, but you put your ex's head on her face to make yourself get through that. That's a problem. That's a problem. I agree. That's a problem. But if you're saying that images just pop in your head, 
then that's normal because right. a lot of times anything can trigger a memory that we've had with someone else. That's that's a lot of times why people get where it used to be people got married kind of young, so you wouldn't have fifty exes popping into your head. You know what well, I mean? You know that that brings and so point, yes. when we've been with somebody and we shared, I don't mean just sexuality, but intimacy with them, like you, oh my hopes and my dreams and. We're going to be together, and that young love, we're going to one day be married. It's normal for them to pop back up in your mind. But it's not okay to purposefully be, think, like, you purposefully set, you're looking at their pictures, you're setting up like a shrine to them. Those things aren't normal. Makes sense. Um, next question says, is it impossible to have a friendship with your ex? I want to keep the friendship that I have, however, my husband wants me to stop. I feel that I can be trusted. I don't think it's possible to have a friendship with, uh, with the ex. Because it's too easy to get back into that that emotional connection. Because guess what? You already like them, okay? Just because you love your husband doesn't mean you stop liking that ex. Because guess what? There were some characteristics in it that you liked before. Guess what? They still have those characteristics. You're still going to like them, be attracted to them. Even though they're going to have some stuff that that turns you off or something of that nature, they're still going to have some of those too. But that connection that you liked about them, guess what? They're still probably going to have that. And if you spend a lot of time around them, kick off and take you where you don't want to go. You know, I think it's possible to have a relationship with your ex, a friendship with your ex. I do, but I don't think it's healthy. (laughs) I mean, here's the issue, because you already have your husband saying that he doesn't like it. And you may be saying that it's okay, you can be trusted, but I don't know if fighting for this relationship should cost you your marriage. And you don't know if that that friend can be trusted, that ex can be trusted. You may be able to trust it, but you don't know if he can be trusted. Here's the other thing. I wouldn't open up my for my husband to be able to have a friendship with his ex. And if you're going to – people are tip for tap. So if you're going to have a, a friendship with your ex, he may say, all right, well, then I've got about 17 exes. I'm going to like them all on Facebook and see what goes down. But here's the thing. I'm not saying that you can't be trusted. And I don't know if your husband's saying that. I think what he's saying is he doesn't want to be worried about the situation or what could happen. Right. Because when people walk down memory lane, it's not long before they're acting out memory lane. And so I think that you shouldn't risk your marriage for it. And I'm not saying that your husband should be able to pick every single friend that you have, but I wouldn't let this be a, um, a hole in my relationship or my armor with my husband. Right. I would respect my husband's or spouse's wishes. Absolutely. The last question says, I still have sexual fantasies about my ex. How can I stop this? So we, we've run out of time. That's maybe a topic that we can talk about next time. But one of the first things you can do is try to push those memories out of your head and replace them with something that you can currently be involved in. All right. Good night, guys. Bye-bye. There is more to me, Queen Eliara of Elfgard, than my elven magic. Just as there's more to Geico than saving you money, Geico also gives you 24-7 access to licensed agents online, on the phone, or on the Geico app. And while I am a mighty elf queen, I am also a mighty big fan of barbecue potato chips. Minion! More smoky mesquite. Geico. Expect great savings and a whole lot more. 
This week at Kohl's, it's time to get moving. With 25% off Nike apparel, shoes, and accessories for the family. That's 25% off Nike hoodies, tees, leggings, bags, and more. When you shop Nike at Kohl's, yes to you rewards members earn points to spend later on just about anything. Earn one point for every dollar spent. Get a $5 reward for every 100 points. Get moving to Kohl's for 25% off Nike. This week only. Kohl's. Flex styles offer valid 1225 through 1231. See store or Kohl's.com for details. 